It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Thank you so much for joining us. Each of you are treasured. You're valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. You were made for this moment. And we indeed live in interesting times. And thank you to this team that I get to work with. That is producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. And um, producer Steve, it truly is the old Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times. It's um, it's almost unbelievable what's happened within the last week. Well, what can I say? And I'm, my head is spinning because here we are, March 1st. Where did the first two months of the year go? But it is March 1st, which means there's 252 days until November 8th, which is midterm election day. 252 days get an ID for those people who are worried about voter suppression. 252 days to continue to watch the leftist Dems morph into something more moderate, like Governor You-Know-Who. And, oh, on a related note, yesterday, uh, Democratic Representative Ted Deutsch announced he will not run for re-election. That makes number 31. Very interesting. So what's going on? couple of things. I don't want to get too overconfident. No. Uh, I am I'm concerned. A couple of things. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I think many Dems are jumping ship right now uh, because of these bad Democrat policies. But we see this over on the Republican side that uh, there's, there's a big rift going on within the Republican Party, particularly here in Colorado, between the establishment operatives that uh, they've said the right things, and we, the grassroots, have voted for them. But when you look at the results of what's happened in Colorado, they've done a terrible job. And so we are at a, a, um, a crucial time here in Colorado between the, um, the Republican operatives that have been patting their, their pockets and the grassroots that have worked hard uh, because they care about the state, Producer Steve. Well, I have to, you know, having witnessed uh, a Republican comeback before, I'm thinking of 1994, my biggest concern is they get so hung up in the euphoria of it, of taking the upper hand, but there's no real plan. And then there's those pesky rhinos that nobody can seem to get under control. Well, let's think about it. When Donald Trump was voted into office, didn't we have both the Senate and the House for two years? And um, Paul Ryan and they goofed around and they didn't pass immigration reform. They didn't do anything because they thought that Trump wasn't for real. And uh, and they all kind of like going to the cocktail parties and, you know, slapping each other on the back there in Washington, D.C. And while they've been doing that, they have sold the American dream out. And so we are at we are at a critical time in the history of our country, Steve. Well, you are very wise to say, I don't want to get, uh, what, what, what phrase did you use? I don't want to be overconfident. over to confident. Very wise. Yes. So we have a lot of work to do. Let's go through some of the um, things going on. First of all, check out our website. And that's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. 
Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You'll get first look at all the upcoming guests as well as our most recent op-eds and podcasts. And we had two op-eds that we rolled out last week. One was Pam Long, and it was a Colorado gubernatorial race, campaign rhetoric versus reality. And then Brad Beck followed the leader. And so be sure and check both those out. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you for all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Can you think about uh, what's happening over in Ukraine with Putin? And uh, this is what we've always talked about. It's never compassionate to take other people's rights, property, freedom, or livelihood via force, whether with a weapon. That's the old-fashioned way. They come across the border, and they want to take your stuff, Producer Steve. You know, I've been watching this, and I've been watching it for a couple months now, uh, when we first detected his troop buildup on the border. And I've yet to see a comprehensive list of his concerns that would justify what he's doing right now. And I'm, I'm looking at pictures of a convoy heading into Ukraine, and it's 40 miles long. So nobody's hitting the pause button here. Yeah, it's it's rather remarkable. It's almost like it's unbelievable. And, um, you know, there, there are those pundits that have said it's because Putin does not want to have NATO uh, right on his border if uh, Ukraine would join NATO. Well, maybe. But I would venture to say it's more about uh, oil and gas. Well, how old is NATO? It's been around 70 years, and they've been living with it. Why, why now? Is it all of a sudden he's so concerned? I... I'm not understanding the man at all. Well, and then there's pundits out there basically trying to blame this on Donald Trump, saying that Donald Trump was Putin's puppet. Remember all that? Well, if, if in fact, come on, let's, let's connect the dots. If, in fact, Trump was Putin's puppet, then why did Putin wait to make this move to when Biden is in, uh, in office? I mean, it, 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 it doesn't even make any sense. And we've got to be talking with our friends, and our family and colleagues and get back to some common sense here. Reclaim common sense, producer Steve. <laughs> President backbone, you mean? Uh, <laughs> I guess he's going to have a, a spinal or backbone transplant or hoping to get one. <laughs> uh, well, it could not come any too soon. Tonight is the State of the Union address. Uh, so that's going to be very interesting. And also it is caucus for many different uh, counties. Julie Paulson uh, up in Weld County wanted to make sure that she encouraged everybody to uh, check out where to go for caucus. And caucus just is a meeting. It's a meeting to, of neighbors to come together. And basically you will elect a delegate to go to the county convention. Uh, and, and people that want to be delegates, they'll, they'll ask for your vote. They'll say, let you know what they stand for. And then at the county convention, they may run for the state convention. And they actually have a voice in the candidates that are selected. There's two ways to get on the, on the ballot as a candidate here in Colorado. One is to go through this caucus system and the assembly system. And the other is to petition on. And uh, we have candidates that are doing both. But it's really important to be involved. My, my friends, we can't just vote and call it a day. We realize that we've not been paying attention, and it is time that we pay attention. So caucus is tonight. Also, the State of the Union address, which will be important. Um, did you have something, Steve, you want to mention? Oh, just to ma- mention, and I, I actually utilized it yesterday just to cross-check it, but the Colorado Republican website has a little tool on there. If you're not sure where your caucus meeting is, you can uh, get to it uh, via that website. Okay. 
Um, let's change gears just a little bit. There's something so special happening today. At 10 o'clock at uh, Redemption Hills Church, 7462 South Everett Street in Littleton. And there's going to be a tribute to Gilbert J. Herrera. He's 97 years old, World War II veteran. He fought at Battle of the Bulge as well as Operation Varsity. We actually had the great honor to interview him for our America's Veterans Story show last week. Uh, But my friends, very seldom do you ever get these opportunities. And when I went to Normandy in 2016 with the group that accompanied 40-Day Veterans, in Normandy, in Belgium, uh, Luxembourg, they teach their children the stories of World War II, and they revere these guys. And Gilbert Herrera did take a trip back to Western Europe, and he was treated like a rock star. He even got the Medal of Honor. Excuse me. He, he even was the recipient of the Medal of Honor from Luxembourg. And so this kind of an opportunity doesn't come around very often. So I would really suggest that you get your kids, your grandkids, and uh, be at Redemption Hills Church, 7462 South Everett Street, this morning at 10 a.m. It will be something very special. Uh, This Saturday, Natalie Minton has an event for local elected officials, candidates, and support team workshop. It's from 1 to 5 in the afternoon, and at the Independence Institute, I have the honor of being a panelist on that. So be sure and check that out at coelected.com. That's coelected.com. And I mentioned Yuli Paulson and caucus, so be sure and and uh, get to get to caucus tonight and then the trucker freedom convoy is coming through on thursday march 3rd 10 a.m to noon and it will be at the dirty dog roadhouse which i think is out on on west colfax and uh, so be sure and um, support the truckers as well let's get to our quote for today and i was working on integrity producer steve because we'll be talking with uh, tina peters Uh, who is the Mesa County Clerk and Recorder. She's also a candidate for Secretary of State. And I actually think of all the races out there, I think Secretary of State may be the most important one in the state, Producer Steve. Because if we do not have elections that we can trust, that are free and fair and honest, uh, then we don't have a country. And so it'll be very interesting to talk with Tina Peters in the third and fourth segment. But our quote is from Samuel Adams, and he was an American statesman, political philosopher, and one of the founding fathers of the United States. He was a politician in colonial Massachusetts, a leader of the movement that became the American Revolution, and one of the architects of the principles of American republicanism that had shaped the political culture of the United States. He was born in 1722. He died in 1803. And he said this, he said, it does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. Wow, Steve. Well, brush fires of freedom. I'm thinking, trying to put myself back in that time and, and knowing how much the colonies were getting more and more frustrated paying taxes to King George and, uh, you know, a brush fire freedom. That's a great word picture. And Colorado is at the tip of the spear, Steve. And uh, so it is important that we understand these issues. <clears throat> and that is why we do this, this show. We're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, Hooters Restaurants is a sponsor of both my shows. And they have great specials both for lunch and for happy hour, Monday through Friday. A great place to get together with friends. They are holding the line 
uh, during this inflationary time on their special. So be sure and check out my website. I highly recommend all of these sponsors, and we'll be right back. Home ownership and private property rights help you build wealth for you and your family. REMAX Alliance award-winning realtor Karen Levine understands this. Supply is super tight right now. This is why you need a seasoned professional with excellent negotiating skills on your side of the table, whether buying or selling an existing home or buying a new build. As a member of the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors, Karen Levine volunteers hours of her time to help you build your American dream. Call her today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website, that is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me <clears throat> at Kim at Kim dot com as well. We have a new sponsor. I want to welcome Dr. James Lyons-Weiler. He's a frequent guest on the show. And he writes at Popular Rationalism at Substack. And I want to welcome him as a new sponsor. Just thrilled about that. And he's the founder of the Institute for Pure and Applied Knowledge. So it is great to welcome him as a sponsor. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the bill of the day, producer Steve. And this is regarding facial recognition. And once again, you know, sets up a task force and it has all these different nuances and reporting. How about just say no? How about let's just outlaw facial recognition? Uh, and this is talking about government entities using facial recognition. I think we should outlaw all of that because I think it's a direct affront to the Fourth Amendment, the right of people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures that shall not be val- uh, violated. What do you think, Steve? Well, I, I guess I was impressed because normally, uh, you know, the sponsors, a Democratic, uh, with Chris Hansen. Yeah. And this bill is advocating some restraint and meaning, meaning acknowledging that, hey, this technology is prone, you know, it has a very high margin of error and we need to pull it back because it's it's just not going to do what we want it to do. So I guess I applaud him for at least recognizing a problem before, you know, pushing forward with it. But the thing is, as Democrats and Republicans do it as well, their answer is a big new bureaucracy well, yeah. instead of just freedom. Right where, uh, where it's spelled out, and I'm furiously sc- scrolling to get back to it. But the first thing it says, and you've already said it too, create a task force. Okay, well, these people are, are drawing a paycheck, I'm sure. So m- more bureaucracy, more government. What is so interesting, though, is Hansen didn't do this because he was for freedom. There is a Colorado politics um, article, Bill Seeks to Restrict the Use of Facial Recognition Technology in Colorado. Guess what? The Democrats always take it to race. He says, Bill sponsor Senator Chris Hansen, Democrat Denver, said the state needs to slow down and reevaluate its use of facial recognition technology due to disproportionate identification issues for people of color. That, to me, is a signal that we need to use caution and proceed carefully here, Hansen said. There's a lot of great things about this this technology enables, but there's also some significant problems if you get false positives or false negatives, you think? Uh, The error rates for the current technology is very high for people of color. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, he is not doing this because of freedom. He is doing this because of race. 
And uh, that's the message that we see on a consistent basis, uh, Producer Steve. Well, I, I hear what you're saying, and, and I agree with it totally. Uh, but again, I'm just surprised that someone <clears throat> is using some common sense and says, let's pull this back. We, we can't rush into this because it will bite us. Okay, let's think about this. Again, in this uh, Colorado politics piece, it says, because of these issues, cities such as San Francisco, Boston, and Portland have banned the use of facial recognition technology by police and local agencies. The proposed Colorado bill would not ban the technology, but it would establish strict limitations. Steve, when you define everything on race, okay, is the next shoe that's going to drop is that they can use facial recognition for Caucasians, but not for anybody else. That's the problem when you have um, politicians and pundits and interested parties that don't look at these these uh, issues through the lens of freedom, but instead look at it through the, the lens of race. And so that could be the next thing, which is terrifying. Well, you're, you are the wise one. That's why your name is on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, another point. Uh, Patty keeps track of the COVID stats. And this was as of February 28th. And this is, uh, I think, from the CDPHE. And 42% of the COVID cases of people in the hospital are vaccinated. And that definition is two jabs of the, um, I think, all of the other ones, or one jab of the Johnson & Johnson. So let's just think about that. 42% of the people in the hospitals fit that definition. There's a lot of people that maybe only had one jab or they wait until two weeks after you've gotten the jab to consider that fully vaccinated. So that's, um, we've been uh, we've been misled, Steve. We've been misled. Well, you used the, the phrase already, uh, definition of being fully vaccinated. This was a classic example of having to move the goalposts <clears throat> You know, to be able to keep their narrative alive through all of this. Yes. Yes, yes. So, and uh, we'll keep an eye on what that vaccinated number of hospitalizations is. Moving over to ABC News, uh, the Capitol ditches mask requirement ahead of State of the Union. Uh, well, uh, it's about time, don't you think? Oh, jeez. But at the same time, I mean, I'm, that's fine. And they want to, you know, they want to transmit the right picture. But what's going on outside the Capitol building with the fact that that security fence is back? The security fence around the people's house. And if if our representatives are afraid of the people, then maybe they're maybe they're not representing us the way they're supposed to. Um, it's just remarkable. Uh, but I mean, Steve, this is this is a remarkable time. I, I look at what's happening with Putin and Ukraine. Uh, what's happened to our country on just the, the morphing uh, or the doubling down on it looks like trying to do things to destroy our country. And we realize that energy is so important. You don't see now Putin may try to invade Germany, but that wasn't his first first thing. Germany's been going down this very dangerous road of the Green New Deal. And they realize that it's not affordable, it's not reliable, it's not efficient, and it's not abundant. And it is those four things. We talk about it all the time on our Health and Hydrocarbon show. Efficient, affordable, abundant, and reliable energy allows us to power our lives and to 
uh, go after our hopes and dreams. So Putin didn't jump. Of course, I, I, I realize that from a geography standpoint that Germany is not quite right on his border. But you don't see countries that are actually trying to invade other countries for windmills and solar. And Steve, you always you always say, Kim, we need to remember that we're we're not against uh, uh, wind and, and solar. However, it is so subsidized. We see Excel and the Colorado State government in bed with each other. And uh, in fact, there was a headline. I don't think I flagged it here, but that Patty had pulled that Excel uh, is going to charge everyday hardworking people millions and millions of dollars for the coal snap. We had looked to these these different corporations and our representatives to be putting through policies that are in the best interests of, of we the people. And we're realizing that that has not been the case. Um, and so Senator Josh Hawley, he is proposing that Congress reopen U.S. energy production full throttle. And my friends, uh, all of people that said they didn't like Trump's tweets, I, I'm wondering if there is a gut check, at least for some people saying, gosh, I, I didn't like his tweets, but I really don't like inflation, and I really don't like Putin invading uh, Ukraine, and I really don't like China saber-rattling over Taiwan, and I don't really like North Korea starting to saber-rattle um, as well. Uh, and and uh, I, Iran, to add them to the list. Oh, yeah. True, true. And uh, so anyway, this is again, this is from the Epoch Times. And this just makes sense. But again, Biden, first thing out, he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. Then he has been reducing oil and gas drilling uh, permits on public land. And this isn't by accident. And it's not because he's a buffoon. This is the, the agenda out there. And in a way, I think um, Trump, again, whether or not you like his style or not, everyday Americans were thriving and prospering before the COVID uh, hit. And uh, unemployment for blacks, women, Hispanics across the spectrum was at an all-time low. People were being um, able to, to pursue their own dreams, not depend on government. And, oh, my gosh, it, if, if we did it once, we can do it again, Steve. What's the phrase? Energy. We were energy independent and we are currently are not. And you've seen the numbers. We are buying how many hundred thousand barrels of oil from Russia. And then when all this mess unfolds last week, we have, you know, Biden or Brandon uh, admonishing U.S. corporations not to take advantage and and uh, and gouge the public in uh, uh energy prices and i'm thinking wait a minute you helped create this situation and now you want to turn around and try to put the spotlight spotlight back on uh, u.s energy companies and say it's their fault for the for doing the gouging yeah i think that the um biden administration and these democrat policies are what has been gouging everyday americans and we didn't get through that whole list of of, of ways that uh Things can be stolen from you, but one of them is government-induced inflation. Steve, we had talked about this VAX number here in Colorado, that 42% of those in the hospital have had two of the, whatever the jabs are, that um, you have to have two jabs or one of the Johnson & Johnson in order to be um, defined as vaccinated. So here in the Colorado Sun, 
Mr. Libertarian himself, uh, Governor Polis, not, uh, said that vaccinated Coloradans can live your normal pre-pandemic life as state unveils plan for COVID's forever presence. Uh, that is rather remarkable when we look at the actual res- results. Uh, it, it never did, it never did prevent people from getting it. Um, we don't know the long-term effects. It hasn't gone through really the FDA approval. Uh, just rather remarkable, Steve. Well, don't, I, I don't have it on my screen, but don't forget that other uh, running document that Patty has in terms of the injury. Uh, oh, yes, the VAERS. Yeah, the VAERS report, which is uh, jointly maintained. It's a database maintained by, what, the FDA and the CDC. And it's really got some startling numbers on it, but, you know, nobody's talking about it. Well, we'll have uh, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, new sponsor of the show, writer at Popular Rationalism, and Dr. Jill Vecchio on next week to talk about that. Uh, before we get over here to Tina Peters, there was one other thing that I, I'm so troubled to have to admit this. Um, but this is, uh, let's see, this was reported by, let me make sure, I think it was the Colorado Sun. Um Here we go. Yeah, the Colorado Sun. And this is the the title on this. Colorado's former governor is board chairman for a Russian bank now prohibited from issuing shares and debt in the United States. Uh, Jesse Paul wrote this in the Colorado Sun. It's published February 25th. Former Colorado Governor Bill Owens is the chairman of the supervisory board of the Credit Bank of Moscow, which has been barred by the Biden administration from issuing shares and debt in the U.S. after the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The Credit Bank of Moscow is owned by investors and not the state. It is one of Russia's largest banks. Owens, a Republican, told the Colorado Sun that the bank has no ties to the Russian government. Actually, doesn't everybody have a tie to the Russian government? That, but that's my editorial comment. And that it's listed on the Russian Stock Exchange. He said that he's not aware of the Credit Bank of Moscow planning to issue shares or debt in the U.S., regardless of limitations. And he said he has no shares or, or debt in the bank. You have to ask why he's on the board. I mean, again, I, I, I would really like it if we could get straight answers out of people, Producer Steve. Well, you do you just hold that thought. I won't say hold your breath because <laughs> you will expire. But we, I don't know, what is it about former big-level, high-level politicians, either state or federal, who once they leave office just can't go away and live life quietly you mean and, like George Washington? Well, yeah. Who cared right. about the country? Yeah. One of our essential founders that we talked about yesterday. Oh, my. And, and again, uh, that it's been a progression, Steve, for me to connect the dots on what is going on. I, I, initially, when I got involved in this, I'm like, I'm just a regular person. But I read a lot. And then I start to connect the dots. And on that Prop 119, which was on the ballot this last uh, election cycle, which was that new marijuana tax, quote, unquote, for the children, uh, I, I looked at it. Patty looked at it. She's like, this is terrible. I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, this is terrible. Because what it did is it put in place an authority that uh, was governed by a board of nine members that were selected by this governor. They chose their replacements. They um, uh, had taxing powers. They could accept gifts. And it's like, what could go wrong with that? And we had all kinds of big-name Republicans on that. In fact, Josh Penry uh, actually ran that campaign uh, because one of his, um, 
employees was uh, the registered agent for that. And that campaign was a little over $3 million. Uh, we, um, many of us, grassroots, worked to shed light on this. And as people understood it, they voted against it. And it went down. But you know what? What I see, Steve, there's this arrogance that they just uh, continue on because they figure the grassroots can't get organized. Uh, and it is kind of like trying to organize a bunch of wild horses, but it's a bunch of wild horses that care deeply about our state and our country. So we're are going to go to break. Before we do that, though, Kirsch Insurance Group is a great sponsor of the show. They are specialists in the Medicare arena, and Patty has pulled a headline that we're going to have to talk with them about. It is very troubling on um, regarding Medicare reimbursement that uh, doctors would be paid if they kept their patients out of the hospital. Well, it's like, what is the incentive then to put people in the hospital to try to make them better. I mean, there's big problems with that. But Kirsch Insurance Group is the folks to have on your side of the table. And that website is ikirsch.com. That's I-K-I-R-S-C-H.com. We'll be right back with Tina Peters. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free-thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the Internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to use force to do it. And my friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their freedom, or livelihood via force, whether with a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, or that latest silent thief is government-induced inflation. And uh, my friends, this has been a journey to get to where we are doing this show every day. And we're going to have a big announcement on Friday. So be sure and uh, tune in on Friday because there's some really exciting stuff that's going to be happening with the show. But uh, just a regular person. But the founders were just regular people who read and, and tried to connect the dots. And I really think that the most important race in this state, this election cycle, is Secretary of State, because they are the people that are in charge of our elections. And as we have connected dots, there's been some funny stuff that has been going on. And uh, as many of you know, I have a, another show, 
and that is America's Veteran Stories. And I went to Normandy in 2016 with a group that accompanied four D-Day veterans back to Normandy. And I, I, I didn't know all this, really. But early in the war, when our bombers were going in to bomb key targets in Germany, our fighters didn't have enough fuel to accompany them all the way in. And so those guys went in. They were, like, in many ways sitting ducks, but they went in anyway. But um, anti-aircraft uh, guns actually would shoot up debris into the air to try to uh, put holes in the fuel, uh, fuel tanks, holes in the wings uh, to damage the bombers and, and hopefully, you know, uh, destroy them. And what I realized is, and that stuff was called flak. There's actually a German name for it, but uh, they had shortened it down to flak. And so the closer they got to the target, the more flack they received. And I have Tina Peters on the line. She is uh, the Mesa County Clerk and Recorder. She is running for Colorado Secretary of State. And she's getting an awful lot of flack from Secretary of State Jenna Griswold. And I, just as a regular person, think if there's no there there, then there should be no flack there. Tina Peters, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kim. Yes, we're right over the target. So, uh, you know, within hours of my announcement, there are already national news stories about a county clerk running for a statewide race in Colorado. And I'm not just talking about the Denver Post. We're talking all the national news wires and the big NBC New York media. And guess what? Even the Rolling Stone did an article on, on me. I had, to, I had to go look it up. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so we are drawing a lot of fire, but we're right over the target and... Um, I couldn't be more excited to uh, to let the voters know what's going on. Well, this is, uh, I, again, I think this is the most important race in Colorado. And explain to us, Tina, um, why you are getting so much flack. Well, the truth matters, Kim. You know, it's because truth scares people and they don't want to hear it. And, you know, the, what the truth is, is I'm running for Secretary of State uh, to, because the faith and the integrity of our elections has never been lower. Both Democrat and Republican voters have seen the rushed software updates to voting machines immediately after the uh, 2020 election. And I monitored these so-called updates with my own eyes. So, uh, so, you know, they've seen the midnight vote counting in rooms evacuated because of broken water lines and uh, Democrat officials intentionally removing any real transparency in our elections. And their trust is damaged like never before. Well, and what you're talking about, and in fact, I was at one of my women's groups up uh, up north, and the uh, county clerk from that particular county was there and had made a presentation and was talking about the quote-unquote trusted build. And uh, my understanding, you know this better than I do, but my understanding is is that Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold was sending out staff that was doing, quote-unquote, a trusted build to update the um, voting machines so that they would be ready for the 2021 election. But you determined that maybe something happened. What was that? Well, I, a Dominion employee told me and, and uh, my chief deputy that they were going to remove a QR code um, program off the machine. And I reasoned that if they removed that program, how would we, if we were ever asked to, how would we do an audit? 
And so that was that was how this started. I mean, I started I, I ran for clerk because I wanted to improve the three and a half hour wait times at Motor V, never expecting that we would unveil the biggest fraud in in all of uh, this in, in the United States. Um, so it's uh, 29,000 election records, and they want to say that 29,000 election records were election records. Well, this is, if you can imagine, um, the, we saved the results. We saved the, the, the totals of the election. But this is everything that leads up to that. This is the fingerprints, the, the DNA, everything that points to the crime, um, you know, if you were looking at a crime scene. And all that was erased. Fortunately, I was able to do a backup, a forensic image of the um, of the server, and then do another one afterwards, and that's what revealed the egregious um, situation. So, okay, so Tina, on that, and I have realized, and I actually had a conversation. Uh, with um, someone that said that they always talk about process. And when I was on city council, I realized, oh, my, my gosh, um, PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interest of parties, they're all sitting around creating all kinds of process and policies. And that has really become very antithetical to freedom. But so if you don't follow, quote, unquote, the policy or the process, then they like to... Uh, use headlines to make it look like you did something wrong. And I, I think that that is possibly what has been happening with these headlines. Am I on to something here, Tina? That's correct. So Colorado, under Secretary of State Jenna Griswold's guidance, has gone to extreme measures to silence not only me, but others who are exposing the damage done uh, to the public's perception of election integrity. Well, and so you, know, they, you have... They, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, when I made my announcement, uh, and that put me in the crosshairs of the Democrat machine, and they put out a piece attacking me and President Trump. Of course, they picked a photo of my worst hair day. <laughs> but they of did get they one do. thing right. They know, <laughs> they know who to be afraid of in this race. And, um, you know, there's a Republican primary in June, and we have a couple of others who are in the race as Republicans at the moment who are really nice people, but the Democrat machine didn't come after them. They're not afraid of them. Well, and we really need a, a candidate with fire in the belly on this, somebody that cares deeply about these elections here in Colorado. And you have such an, uh, an interesting story as well, personal story, and, and that is you're a cancer survivor, and then your son was a Navy SEAL, is that right? That's correct, yes. Yes, I'm a gold star mom. I lost him in 2017, uh, and a month later, I won the primary. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm used I'm battle you know ready. I uh, I've proven that I can weather the storm, and the battle for America is real. Cheating is real. Political strong strong arming is real. Not just in D.C., but right here in the state race in Colorado. Well, and Tina, what I've been able to take a look at is I think that there is both legalized cheating and, um, and, and then cheating as well. But the legalized cheating, these mail-in ballots, I think, are, are, are a terrible problem. Yes, they are. There is no checks and ballot, uh, balances on these mail-in ballots. You know, as Secretary of State, there's a, there's a lot that I'm going to change. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with old-fashioned precinct voting, 
um, you know, counting. Um, you know, remember remember the days when the the two little uh, precinct ladies would would mark off your name. You show an ID, they mark off your name. You're done. You know. So there's a lot of things. I mean, they, I could go into it at a, at a later date, but watermarked ballots. You know, you, you've got, you have a $1 bill that actually cannot be counterfeited. And, and here we have our vote with, um, with ballots that, are, that someone can print out on a printer. It's, it's, it's just egregious what's going on. So Tina Peters, um, Mesa County Clerk and Recorder. She's a candidate for Secretary of State. I've seen people on both sides of the aisle basically kind of pat everybody on the head regarding election integrity and said, nothing to see here, move along, nothing to see here, move along. And then there's people that say, where's the proof? What, how do you respond to that? Well, first thing I ask them is, have you read the report? And most of them will say no. And I said, well, how can you have an opinion if you haven't ha- read the report? You know, there's 29,000 election records, and we're talking adjudication, log files. We're talking who went in and out of the system, what changes they made. Um, you know, these are important files. And, and the, the other side has said, oh, well, those aren't really election files. Well, yes, they are. According to statute, it says that I must maintain the access files. I mean, it, it literally says that and that I can do it in whichever way I deem uh, most suitable. So, and it also says that these machines have to be in a standalone fashion. They can't be able to be connected to the Internet, and they are. So we've been able to prove that. And I wish I was on your show tomorrow because we're, uh, we're coming out with the second report um, that's going to show that in Mesa County there were 30, 36 wireless devices in our, in our uh, election equipment. And this is totally, Kim, unacceptable. These can't even pass. Uh, they can't even pass certification. And they're being used. They put their thumb on the scale of our elections. It's, it's, it's just beyond egregious. I'm going to ask you a sensitive question because, again, trying to connect the dots, I have found it interesting that the Dominion machines were brought into Colorado by a Republican Secretary of State, and then a Republican Secretary of State. Um, I don't know if mandate's the right word, but wanted all the counties to use those uh, machines. And I live in Douglas County, and the Douglas County clerk and recorder sued so that Douglas County wouldn't have to use those particular machines. And I I remember seeing that. I'm like, that is odd that a Republican county clerk is suing a Republican secretary of state regarding uh, kind of this dictating that everybody had to use these machines. Now, maybe it's just because they thought it was more efficient and easier, but you can see how that could become a problem, Tina. Well, that's correct. Whenever you have any kind of uh, computer-operated device, you're going to have fraud. And, you know, J. Alex Halderman, a Democrat professor, uh, he started studying these back in 2007, Kim, and what he went before the Senate Judiciary um, Committee uh, in 2017, he said, if we don't alert the elect- elected officials and the people that run over our elections before the 2018 and 2020, we're in big trouble. And, of course, that wasn't done. They buried the report. They're still, even as of February 12th, two days before I announced my candidacy for Secretary of State on, on Valentine's Day, they still were burying that report. And so I'm a real threat to them because they can't, uh, you know, they can't bury what, what we have found. And um, it's, I mean, the, the listeners are going to learn 
that uh, this this is why you're seeing all this political theater and why they're trying to get me to shut up and go away and sit down and be a nice little girl and pat me on the head and say, okay, fine, nothing to see here. And this is not just, this is Democrats and Republicans. This yes. doesn't matter which, which party you're talking about here. Well, and we wonder why Colorado has, quote unquote, become so blue. And I think that we'll get to get to the bottom of that. Um, how can people help you, Tina Peters? We're going to go to break, but before we do, do that, how can people help you? Um, they can go to tinapetersforcolorado.com um, to my website there and support me in this race. And um, and also, I would encourage them to read the report. I believe on the Legal Defense Fund, uh, the Tina Peters Legal Defense Fund, they have that report up, and I hope to get that up on my campaign website. Um, and that is uh, 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 Tina Peters Legal Defense. Uh, Tina Peters. Mm, Tina Peters. Um, oh shoot! I'm tr- I don't run the the Legal Defense Fund, so I'm trying to say I'm trying to find okay, it. Tina well- Peters Legal Defense Fund. We'll check yeah. it. Yeah, we'll sure check it during break. Uh, we're going to go to break. On the line with us is Tina Peters. Uh, she is a Mesa County Clerk and Recorder, and she actually, my understanding is, took you know, images of uh, of a number of the records on the um, logs for uh, Mesa County voting uh, before and after the trusted build. And interestingly enough, uh, a number of records had disappeared. So this is very, very interesting. She's running for Colorado Secretary of State. We're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, Kirsch Insurance Group is another great sponsor. Oh, excuse me. I, I already mentioned Kirsch. It's Castlegate Knife and Tool. That's Hal Van Herkey and Linnea Van Herkey. Uh, and they are entrepreneurs. They are located right here in Sedalia, Colorado. They have knives from the best blade makers from throughout the world. So be sure and check out castlegate.com. That's castlegate.com. We'll be right back with Tina Peters. With the federal government printing money, it looks like inflation is on the horizon. That is why you should lock in a low rate now on your mortgage. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group is here to help. Lauren works with a variety of lenders to assist you in finding the mortgage that is just right for you. Locking in a low rate now will save you thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait any longer. Call Lauren today at 303-880-8881. That's 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. I have on the line with me Tina Peters, Mesa County Clerk and Recorder, as well as a candidate for Colorado Secretary of State. She is a, a woman with um, much courage. And I think I found that website. It is standwithtina.org, Tina. Uh, that is the Legal Defense that's, Fund, standwithtina.org. Yes, so we've that's got, correct. And I don't, I don't run that website. That was set up for to support uh, me and others that are you know, basically whistleblowers, ones that are coming out uh, to expose these, uh, these egregious um, tactics by the left. Well, it is egregious. And just recently, Tina, 
uh, you were arrested at a bagel shop in Grand Junction. And I couldn't believe it, but I felt like it was a a photo op. And then you've got uh, Kyle Clark saying that you're dangerous. I mean, you clearly are over the target here because you are getting so much flack from, again, both sides of the aisle, Tina. That's right. That's right. I am dangerous. I'm dangerous to them. I'm dangerous to truth because they don't want the truth to come out. You know, the... Um, just the, the the integrity of our elections has never been lower, and um, they're not happy with anyone that would dare to expose their tactics and keep that they're keeping the thumb on the scale of our elections. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, I am dangerous. I'm dangerous to them. And, uh, you know, other news news uh, outlets have said that um, that I have, uh, that my entry upended the Colorado Secretary of State race that for two years I've been the lead voice in Colorado's battle for election transparency and data integrity. And they said, um, and my campaign could unseat Colorado's current Secretary of State, uh, Democrat Jenna Griswold. So they're not coming out after, uh, you know, the other uh, Republican candidates. They're coming after me because they know I am dangerous. They know I'm a threat. So I take that as a compliment. You know, and many are legitimately worried that we're no li- longer living in a free and self-governing representative republic. And this failure of trust by the voters happened under the watch of our current Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold. And so I'm running, Kim, to bring back transparency to the public, back to the voter. And those in power do not want transparency. They do not want their unfair advantages removed. And they do not want every legal vote to count. They just want to win at all costs. Yeah, they want to win at all costs. And as we look at, though, uh, with this, these policies, what's happened to everyday hardworking Coloradans, it's no longer the state that I moved here when I loved uh, I loved it when I came here. And that was a number of years ago. I am over here on standwithtina.org, and it says you can download the forensic report number one. You said there's going to be another report coming out tomorrow? Yes. And it's going to just, it's, it's blockbuster. So stay tuned for that one. It's it's going to be blockbuster. Um, so you know we uh, and, and and Colorado needs the Secretary of State who will put voters over political theater. You know you were talking about them, uh, you know, uh, handcuffing me, literally handcuffing me in a coffee shop while I'm while I'm with five uh, other constituents. Um, they followed me from the the uh, commissioner's hearing. Actually delayed the commissioner's hearing so they could get the uh, the search warrant uh, to uh, take my iPad. They they crunched uh, crunched down those um, uh, the uh, handcuffs on my left hand, and um, I mean I've had bruises and contusions. I'm still suffering with numbness and pain, and that's been what three weeks ago. So you know when you have these strong arm tactics, they just want you to go away and be quiet, and they don't want the truth to come out. But it's going to come out, Kim. Well, and I was having a conversation with uh, someone yesterday, and and she said that she she wants to support all of these freedom things that are going on, but she's concerned about retaliation on, and I think everybody is on them or their family. But what I said, I mean, and each of us has to figure out what works for us. But the thing about tyrants is, if you don't stand up to them, it's not going to get better. And that's, that's why right. it's important to to stand against them uh, on this. And uh, when I talk about legalized cheating, 
when we saw what had happened in this last election cycle with uh, and and a lot of it was not legal it was not constitutional but they they had it under the guise of of legal and um as we are looking at 2020 excuse me, 2022 election, what can everyday people do? Because I think that there's going to be a ramp up of, of uh, irregularities. So what can people do? Caucuses tonight, what can people do? They need to get involved. They need to get involved, um, become, you know, a, a, a precinct committee person for their, and a delegate for their precinct. They need to uh, go to state and vote, uh, vote to get me in there because, you know, with the other with the other um, uh, candidates, they're nice people. But uh, you know, I look at at uh, one particular who who said she would do worse to me than what Jenna Griswold did, and she's running on the Republican ticket. And she said, uh, you know, there's nothing to see here, and that's just simply not true. Um, she and you know, I look at her website, her cctl.org website that she is the, the head of, and it shows that. Uh, Facebook and um, Rock the Vote, all these left, left-leaning left organizations are her sponsors. And so that's concerning to me. So you look at, you know, like I said before, it's happening on both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans. It doesn't matter. You know, that name, that title doesn't mean anything anymore. People, it's, you know, cheating is cheating. So as, mm-hmm. as the next uh, Secretary of State, I'm going to strengthen the checks and balances by following the Constitution and restoring public trust. And, um, you know, my son had a saying, he said, every day, you don't quit, you win. And country service and responsibility mean something to me. Um, You know, I have a duty and a responsibility to stand for truth, justice, and your vote. And people people are starting to look at this, Kim, and they're saying, why would she keep going? I mean, all all the flack, as you mentioned, that's coming down on her. I have nothing to gain. I have done nothing. I have a lot to lose by stepping out. But truth is truth, and truth matters. Well, and I just need to connect that dot for everyone. And the candidate that you're talking about is Pam Anderson, a Republican candidate for Secretary of State. And I've gone through her tracer report, and it's very interesting, the number of Republican operatives that have donated to her campaign. Uh, And I have met her, and she is a nice enough person. However, the problem is, and this is what you have said, and I have the screenshots and everything on this, is she is the secretary on the board of directors of um, the Center for Tech and Civic Life. And that is the organization, the nonprofit. It's run by the other, our three very left-leaning Democrat operatives. And that is the organization that the Zuckerbergs funded most of that $417 million to, that they, they then went in and, quote-unquote, helped different uh, uh, county clerks uh, with the elections. And uh, so, again, that is the Colorado... Uh, Republicans, uh, Secretary of State, Secretary of State candidate Pam Anderson, and she is the secretary of the board of the Center for Tech and Civic Life, which is the Zuckerberg organization. It's important to connect that dot. Tina Peters, we have a minute left. What What's the final thing you'd like to say to our, our listeners? Well, every first and foremost, I will put Colorado first, and I don't quit. We, you know, I we win. We go in and we get this done. Um, it's not about red and blue. It's about falsehoods and truth. And um, Tina Peters for Colorado.com. People can reach me there. You know, I look at the I look at that that movie, The Matrix. 
you know, and the, uh, the hero, he was given a choice to take a blue pill and forget all about the truth and go back to the Matrix or he could take the red pill that would help him to embrace the truth. And um, this election isn't just about red and blue. It's about falsehoods and truth. And so I would encourage people to read the report, check it out, contact me, support me in this, because, you know, they're going to put pour a lot of money into, I think Jenna already said that she had $1.6 million, and that was a month ago. Um, you know, this is a grassroots movement, and we need help to, to get this done, and I will work hard uh, to make sure, and I'm not afraid. I will not give up. I will not quit. Um, I didn't raise a Navy SEAL for nothing. <laughs> so. uh, Tina Peters, you are an inspiration. Thank you so much. And uh, again, that website, one more time. Is tinapetersforcolorado.com. Okay. And our quote for the end of the show is from Samuel Adams. He said, it is no dishonor to be in a minority in the cause of liberty and virtue. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. <laughs>